Tapes. I'm Andy and I'm your host. Alright, today we're talking Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Now, I'm a couple weeks late to this and I really wish that I wasn't, but it's just been that time of year. You know, vacation has happened for me. Um, it's really the only time of year that I get an extended break. And so, uh, you know, myself and my family, we've been on a vacation kick and then you know when I came back from that um work had piled up quite a bit so I've actually sat down to record this uh this review probably two or three times and then something will come up whether it be work or family or whatever and it's um you know it's it's just not been able to happen but um I'm here now I am three or four days now removed from finally seeing the movie. I didn't even get to see the movie until it had been out for over a week, um, which is completely unlike me, uh, being a huge Indiana Jones fan. Um, you know, I wanted to be in the theater the first night, but it just wasn't able to happen. And I've seen the movie twice. I saw it twice on the same day, um, with a couple different groups of people. So, um, yeah, I'm 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 excited to jump onto this review and and get into uh the final Indiana Jones movie or what we believe will be the final Indiana Jones movie. We'll see. But um before we do that, let's go ahead and get our social media stuff out of the way. We are on Facebook, we are on Twitter, uh ticket stubs and cassette tapes. You can find our um our accounts there and please give us a follow. Or like, um, we have our YouTube channel up. Um, again, right now we only have Ghostbusters content up there for the Ecto One uh, radio show that we do. Um, so you know, on the YouTube, it's only Ghostbusters stuff. So if you're a Ghostbusters fan, check out our Ecto One radio show uh, that's on this podcast feed, but it's also on our Ticket Stubs and Cassette Tapes YouTube channel. And then I also have some uh, some some streaming of uh, the video games that I've done, um, the 2009 remastered uh, Ghostbusters video game and uh, Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed. I've done a couple sessions of that game as well, so you can go check those out. I've got to finish uh, my playthrough of uh, Ghostbusters the video game remastered, so I'm going to do that pretty soon. But um, anyway... You're not going to, right now, you're not going to find any other content except for that stuff on our YouTube channel. But you will eventually. Um, that is the plan. Um, I plan to eventually transition the podcast over to YouTube, you know, while keeping the podcast feed, but also uh, creating a YouTube version. So that will happen sooner rather than later. 
Um, but yeah, check out our socials, check out our YouTube. I just wanted to get that out of the way. I also want to touch on this fact. I am a, you know, we here, we, we do a classic movie review podcast and obviously newer movies as well. Um, and when you're thinking classic movies, you know, it doesn't get much more classic than the Indiana Jones film. And I haven't uh, covered them yet. I haven't covered any of the Indiana Jones movies yet. Um, and I will on the channel. I will go full reviews on all of them. But for now, I want to give a quick, sort of quick review of my, you know, thoughts on, you know, all the in, in, previous Indiana Jones movies and sort of, you know, my give a little synopsis of my fandom for you uh, so that you have a better understanding of where I'm coming from uh, when I talk about the new movie and, and sort of my thoughts on it and review for it. So, yeah, we'll just do a little quick rundown here. And, you know, if you want to check out my full reviews for the all of the previous Indiana Jones films, uh, they'll be coming out pretty soon as well. But uh, let's jump into it here. So you have, obviously, you've got Raiders of the Lost Ark. You've got um, uh, the Temple of Doom. You've got the Last Crusade. And then you have Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. And now you have the final movie, The Dial of Destiny. I have always been a big um, believer that you know, those first three Indiana Jones movies for me are very similar to like the first four Rocky movies where, and you may not hold this opinion and that's fine, but this has always been my opinion. Um, I've always thought the first four Rocky movies were almost uh, interchangeable. They're all, and I don't mean that they're alike, I just mean that they're all like great i love all four of those first four rocky movies they are you know all of them unique in their own way i think if you had to pick one that sort of gets lost in the shuffle a little bit uh in that mix it would be rocky 2 but i love rocky 2 i love you know that follow-up story with uh, the second fight with apollo and you know rocky's uh son being born and all that stuff and you know the turmoil they go through in that movie and then obviously with you know rocky three you get clubber lang and um you know you get some emotional stuff uh with with mickey and um you know it's just like rocky loses you know the first fight i mean you know it's just a different movie and then rocky four is you know the iconic you know rocky versus drago and and you know the the apollo creed storyline and uh rocky going to russia and you know it's just and then, you know, obviously you have the iconic original, but you know, those movies are, uh, all great to me. If I see any of those on TV, I'll watch them now. Rocky five dip. It takes a little bit of a dip for me. And then I love Rocky Balboa and you know, we'll get into the Rocky movies, you know, somewhere down the line for sure, because I really love the Rocky movies, but with Indiana Jones, I, I love those first three movies. Um, you know, I know, you know, some people, uh, you know, Temple of Doom is not as high on their list because it is really different. But I, I've always loved Temple of Doom because it is a little different and, you know, it does stick out uh, in that way. It still is very much Indiana Jones to me. It's just not, you know, Indiana Jones punching Nazis. It's, it's, it's just different. So, 
Um, you know, I love uh, the the differences in that in that story, but I love obviously Raiders of the Lost Ark, it's just a classic. And then the Last Crusade is is incredible. You know, with uh, Indy and you know his dad uh, played by you know the iconic Sean Connery. Um, and that whole storyline and, you know, the epic conclusion to that original trilogy. And I don't want to dive too much into those movies because, again, I will um, cover them later. But that just kind of gives you, I mean, those first three are, you know, they're incredible movies from the 80s. And, and you know, there's there's always something special about, you know, flipping through the channels on TV and seeing any of those movies um, on. You know, you can sit there and just get lost in those and uh, in my opinion, it's always been Harrison Ford's best stuff. You know, I'm a massive Star Wars fan, but I would say, you know, the character of Indiana Jones is higher on the list for me than Han Solo because it's it's Harrison Ford, you know, sort of getting uh, the spotlight to himself. And, um, you know, it's just great stuff. Now, with Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, that's a very controversial movie, um, um, you know, and... Um, you know, I'm, if you're listening to the review for Dial of Destiny, I'm assuming you've seen Crystal Skull. If you haven't, spoiler alert here. But, um, you know, the alien stuff, I think, has always been really hard for people to swallow. And I will say, you know, that last uh, 10, 12 minutes that of the movie, or not even 10 to 12 minutes, but just the last few minutes before you get to the, the very end of the movie where... Um, you know, Indy and Marion are getting married. Um, but that conclusion to the, you know, the finale there with the whole, the alien stuff, it gets a bit weird, even for Indiana Jones. And I've never loved that part of it. But I've always said the rest of that movie is a very, very good movie. It's a really good Indiana Jones movie. I mean, you know, Harrison Ford's older, but he's still, it still very much feels like Indiana Jones. Um, you know, I think it's a cool time period for Indiana Jones to be set in in the late 50s. Um, I, I've always really liked Shia LaBeouf's role in that as much. I thought, I've always thought he did a good job. Um, you have a little bit different um, sort of bad guy there with the, you know, the KGB versus, you know, uh, the Nazis in the original movie. Um and I've always thought that the the uh, you know the Roswell stuff that the stuff that uh, drove the movie was very good and interesting, and t- just until you get to-, to the end there again, it gets a little a little weird. It gets a little out there. But I very much enjoy Crystal Skull. I, I've you know it's a, it's another movie that if it's on, I'll watch it. You know and. And I think Harrison Ford's incredible in that movie. I think that he, again, still very much feels like a really good Indiana Jones movie. You have the return of Marion in that movie. Um, so I've just never, um, I've just never quite understood why that movie gets so much hate. I mean, I can understand not liking the third act as much, but you know that it's kind of a case of I don't know how many of you people have ever heard this phrase, but uh, you know, sometimes people, uh, throw the, the baby out with the bathwater, you know, which essentially means that if there's something a little bit, um, a little bit wrong with something, we just throw the whole thing out. And 
you know, the reality is, is that I, that's one of those movies. I don't want to throw the whole thing out just because it has a few wonky minutes in it. Um, because it's a pretty good movie besides that. And, um, I know that it, with it being in the third act, it does get a little, you know, it, it does, it sticks with people longer because it's like the ending of the movie, uh, versus something that maybe happened at the beginning and then they, they get the whole rest of the movie to make up for it. So I kind of can understand it from that point of view. But, um, again, it's just a movie I enjoy. It's not the best. I think there's some questionable CGI in it. Um, and you know, especially when you're coming off the heels of, uh, the original three movies that just didn't have any of that kind of stuff and, um, you know, used all these practical effects and used real animals and all that. And then you have in Crystal Skull, you have some CGI versions of that kind of stuff and it's not as great, but, um, I've always thought it was at, at minimum for me, a respectable movie. So 12 minutes later, let's, let's move on to Dial of Destiny. Um, I was excited for this movie. I was so like like I said, even if you watch Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, Harrison Jones is in great shape and he's still very active in that movie and does a really good job. Um so I was wondering, you know, with him being an older guy now, you know, how is this going to be to be handled? And for me, so let's just start with the opening of the movie here. And again, hey, this is a spoiler review. If you haven't seen the movie, this is your warning. I don't do non-spoiler reviews, so this is a spoiler review. The movie's been out for a couple of weeks at least now, so you know you've had you know uh, a fair amount of time to see it if you haven't seen it yet. But anyway, spoiler warning. The opening of the movie, this movie, I thought was very good. It's going back to uh, I want to I think was 1944 is when the flashback takes place in the opening of the, this movie. Um, so you have a young Indiana Jones. It's a, um, it's a de-aged Harrison Ford, um, playing that role you know, they keep a lot of it in the dark and they try to use some, some camera trickery to, uh, polish a lot of that up. It looks pretty good um, in some parts where he's sitting pretty still and maybe just talking a little bit. There are other times where it gets, it, it's not great, I'll be honest, that the de-aging. That's just something that a lot of people are using in movies nowadays, but they haven't quite perfected it yet. And so it may not age as well, but yeah, it's it, it looked, I, I could at least believe it. I'll give it that. Um so I've re you know, th this, th the opening of this movie really felt classic Indiana Jones. It was Indiana Jones fighting Nazis. Um, and he was accompanied by, um, a new character, uh, Basil Shaw played by Toby Jones, who was really good in this movie. It really felt like a classic Indiana Jones sidekick. Um, and obviously them, you know, um, being caught by the, the, uh, the Nazis and, um, ending up with, uh, part of this dial, uh, Ar I believe it's like Archimedes dial. Um, I think they call it the Akathera. I think is what they call it. Um, they originally have, um, they originally have an artifact there. The Nazis are in possession of an artifact that Hitler wants, uh, which is 
the uh, the blade. I forget exactly what they call it, but it's the blade that, uh, that drew the blood of Christ. And the uh, who the guy who ends up being the main bad guy is uh, the one who is looking this over for the Nazis. And uh, played by Mads Mikkelsen, his name is Doctor Voller, um, and he basically finds out that it's a fake. This thing is not real, and um, you know, Indy somehow uh, manages to to find out that it's also not real while they're on the train. Anyway, it just ends with this big fight between Indy and, and Basil and the Nazis. This great train fight with Indy. Again, it felt classic Indiana Jones. I really love that they added this into the movie. And it ends with this guy, this Dr. Voller, getting hit, um, knocked off the train. It looks like it killed him. I mean, it looks like it decapitated him the way he was knocked off the train. But... Um, Indy and, and Basil have to jump off of this, this train because... Uh, you know, uh, it's under attack and the bridge has been taken out. So they have to jump off. And, and so the, the dial, um, I think half of it, uh, Basil is in possession of whenever they jump. But, um, then we flash forward and you have to, uh, forgive me. I'm just trying to recall exactly how the movie went, but then we flash forward to what is present day in the movie. And that's 1969. And it's Moon Day, and we see older Indiana Jones. And he's doesn't look great. He's, uh, you know, it's he is sort of got the 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 grumpy old man thing going on, which is perfect for Harrison Ford. Um, and you know, he's it's obvious he's living alone. And then you see that there's a separation agreement between um, him and Marion, and and you know. We see pictures of Mutt and all that, but you don't know where any of these characters are at this time. It's not explained. Um, and then, uh, yeah, the movie kind of goes on from there. And, you know, he, he runs into um, Basil's uh, daughter, uh, played by Phoebe Waller-Bridge, uh, Helena. And essentially, you know, those two characters along with... Um, uh, Teddy, uh, played by Ethan Isidore. Uh, those, those three characters become like your, your three main characters in this movie. Uh, Teddy is very much kind of playing the, uh, a less comedic version of the short round, uh, character from Temple of Doom. Um, and so you, you sort of have a different dynamic here, but it's, it's, it's kind of familiar with, you know, these, these three characters going, uh, on this journey together to, uh, find the second half of uh, the Dial of Destiny, and and I'm not going to go much farther down the, you know, the way the plot go, goes. If you've seen the movie, I, you know, I'm not going to explain uh, all that stuff to you. But I, I did want to go into detail on um, the opening of the movie, and and I really enjoyed that. So, I've told you I really liked the opening of this movie. How did I feel about the rest of the movie? Well, I'll say this. Um. As far as a final adventure for Indiana, um, it was fun to watch this. It was fun to see Harrison Ford back as Indiana, even though there's very little of him, you know, being in the big action sequences because he just can't 
do it and it wouldn't be realistic to portray that you do get a really cool car chase or you know it's not cars but they're in actually these little like buggy things um but it's a very it's an ex a very extended scene plays out for a while it's pretty cool um and so you get that you do get maybe a, a you know a, a couple of fights here and there but it's not it's not your your typical indiana jones running around you know being super physical and all that it's not that kind of a movie it's not that kind of a story um for him this time around this is very much a movie about um you know this man in his older age and what that's like now and you know we even get uh, a scene um when they're on the boat and they're dial they're uh they're about to dive to find the i think it's called the graphicos or whatever and that's basically going to lead them to the second half of the dial that they're looking for um and you know he mentions that you know you know this character of helena asks uh indiana you know what would you uh tell your son if you saw him right now and or you know if you could go back in time or whatever i don't I don't remember exactly how she phrases it but at this point you don't really know where mud is you don't really know where marion is you know that they're separated but you know he indiana reveals that he would tell his son basically don't join the army uh because you're gonna die and that's where we learn that mutt was killed um serving and um you know that for me that um that's sad it was a character i enjoyed it's sad for the you know the the character of indiana jones um you know i i guess i understand why they did it you know the mutt was not a character they wanted to be a part of this story and you know i guess maybe that was a good way to have an emotional uh, more of an emotional arc to the character of Indiana Jones and, you know, maybe give or solidify more of a reason as to why he and Marion are split up. Um, and so they kind of use that that way. Um, uh, but, you know, having, you know, liked that character of Mutt, um, it is uh, something that, you know, is a little disappointing as a fan. But at the same time, you know, the series is, you know, in all likelihood done, so it doesn't really matter that much. But, um, you know, we do get that bit of, you know, story fill-in uh, at that time. But this is more, you know, watching this movie, I I really feel like this is more of Phoebe Waller-Bridge's movie than anything um, for, the, for a large part of this movie and her character... And, you know, she, she, you know, like Indiana, she's an archaeologist and she's more or less just looking for a payday. She's somebody who gets artifacts and sells them, which we know is kind of the opposite of what Indiana Jones is. You know, his, his famous saying that he says in every movie and he says it in this movie is, you know, this is going to a museum. He He's big on, you know, keeping history uh, open and free to the public and, and, you know, getting things that should be in museums to museums so that, um, you know, they can be where they should be and not be in private ownership like he believes. And uh, she's completely the opposite of that. So you kind of get, um, 
this odd relationship between the two of those characters. And then uh, Teddy is her sidekick. So he's, you know, he's kind of a pickpocket kind of kid, a kid who's street smart. Um, again, very similar to to Short Round in a lot of ways for Indiana Jones and, and the Temple of Doom. Um, uh, you also, you have the return of, of uh, John Rice Davies as Sala in this movie, which is very cool to see. Um, you know, he doesn't serve a large part in the film, but it does give you a couple of, you know, cool scenes between the, 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 the two of them with, with him and, and Harrison Ford and, uh, you know, what, you know, you, you doing the last Indiana Jones movies, you know, have them around and, and, you know, let him, uh, sort of, uh, close out his character as well. So. Um, you know, you do learn that Indiana Jones helped get his family to America, so that's kind of a heartwarming uh, end for that for that arc as well. So that was good. Um, as far as the villain, I would say you know Mads Mikkelsen as Doctor Fowler is very good in this movie, very very good, very convincing. Um, you know, it just seems like anything that Mads Mikkelsen is in, he he does a fantastic job with it, and this is uh, no exception. Um, I really felt like he, uh, you know, took on the role of an Indiana Jones villain very well, and it was it did feel like a very classic uh, indie villain. So um, he did a great job as well. Um, Antonio, um, excuse me, Antonio Banderas uh, serves kind of a short cameo in this movie. He plays Ronaldo, which is kind of I guess an old friend of Indiana who we've never met before, who uh, owns this boat, and he's the one that takes them out to to go diving to um find this graphicos and he was uh killed in the movie but he serves kind of a, a short uh i don't want to say cameo it's a little bit more than that but he's he's not in the movie for very long um you've got boyd holbrook who plays uh i think it's claber who is sort of a henchman of dr voller and then um i believe it's and you know you'll have to excuse me if i'm mispronouncing this you also have uh Olivier Richter's, I believe, who plays Hawk, who is uh, another henchman of uh, Dr. Voller. And then you have uh, Seanette uh, Renee Wilson, who plays Mason, who is, I think, a CIA agent in the movie, who uh, is initially working uh, with Dr. Voller, but she ends up getting killed as well. Um, so you, you don't have a huge, huge, huge cast in this movie, um, but... I think everybody does a pretty good job, um, so, you know, for what that's worth. Now, what did I like about this movie? Again, I like the opening. Um, I like the ending with, with Harrison Ford and, and Marion meeting back up, and I like that they didn't really make a big deal out of it. It was just, you know, she shows back up in, in his life because of the circumstances, and they kind of have a nice moment to end the movie. Um, I, I like Harrison Ford's performance. You know, I think he did. Um, I think he did exactly what they wanted to do in this movie, which was just play again an older version of this character that's not going to be as physical. And he's not bro like a broken man in this movie, but you can see you know, the effects of time and, and the effects of the things that have happened in his life, whether it be years ago or pretty recently, you can see the effects that that has had on him. 
Um, you know, I do like one of the themes in the movie uh, that you see early on. You know, he's still a professor. He is retiring uh, when this movie begins. But you see, you know, in the original movies, you can see that his class was engaged. Uh, and, you know, some of it was because they were attracted to him. But um, in this movie, you see that, that his classes that he's teaching, they're not engaged at all. They're not really even paying attention to him. And it's kind of serving as a um, so, sort of this way of showing that, you know, these this is it was the 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 age of the space race and all that and these kids were very much more interested in the future rather than the past and the history and you know indiana jones is all about history and all that so you kind of see this differences you know these differences between you know the generations and um so i kind of like that that aspect that they showed um so yeah, there you know there's stuff definitely a, a lot of things I, I liked. Uh, um, um, I'm trying to think back on. It's been a few days since I've seen the movie, but I'm trying to think back on um, some of the stuff. I really enjoyed the uh, the parade scene where you know it's Indy on horseback again. Felt very classic, you know, running from these these guys. Um, I liked uh I liked the the idea of the the dial and you know uh sort of again the build up of the story is is a big thing in Indiana Jones movies so I I I appreciated all that. Let me jump into the things that I I I didn't like or I was disappointed with and I you know so going into this movie I did something that's almost unheard of today. And that is, I went into this movie pretty cold. I saw the first trailer for this movie, and that was it. I knew nothing about this movie. I did not know what a Dial of Destiny meant. I, I knew nothing about the plot or what it was dealing with. So I was a little thrown when we started getting into the time aspect and you know time travel. And they sort of talk, talked about that, and I was like... Ah. Indiana Jones and time travel, I'm not sure that works for me very well. But obviously the idea of the movie that we learn later is that, you know, the character of Dr. Voller, uh, basically he thinks that, um, you know, America or, you know, whoever, they, they didn't win the war. They didn't win World War II. You know, Hitler lost it. So he still believes in, you know, what Hitler was doing, he just thinks that he made too many mistakes. And so his plan is to retrieve both halves of this dial so that he can look, because this dial created by Archimedes, the, the idea of it is that it, it can locate fissures in time. So like rips in the time space continuum or whatever. And he's thinking he can, locate you know one of these fissures go back to um you know go back to the world war ii era and take hit basically take hitler out and take hitler's place so that he can correct the mistakes hitler made and you know for all intents and purposes you know take over the world i mean that's really what he's trying to do but um so i liked all that stuff i like i, I do well I think I'm okay with the idea of all that stuff. Um, I think for me, 
personally. I don't know that I would have actually um, time traveled in this movie. Now, some of you may really like that stuff, and that's fine. And, and, and you know, I don't dislike this movie at all. Um, but I was very thrown when they actually time traveled in this movie. I was, I was a bit thrown. Now, again, the idea was to go back to the, um, World War II era, um, or before World War II or whatever. And they, you know, that he, he doesn't, um, you know, factor in everything. And I I forget what it was. Um, Indiana Jones is telling him right before they go through this Fisher in time that he didn't properly calculate it. So they're not going to go back to when he thinks they're going to go back to, they're going to be off. So they end up going back to, I think it's like, um, uh, 300 and something BC. And it's basic. I think that's right. I could be off on the year, but it's essentially when, um, uh, you know, Rome is attacking and, and, and so they go back to this, this really, really long time ago period in time. And, you know, they cross over and all of a sudden they're seeing these, you know, ancient warships and all that. And it's, and, and for me, it just, it just kind of threw me off a little bit, I guess. I, I you know, I, I remember thinking, you know, I, I feel like we may have crossed a line here in terms of uh, um, how weird these movies can get from time to time. You know, you get the first movie with the Ark of the Covenant, Covenant, which has that iconic ending scene with, you know, them opening the Ark and the, the spirits coming out and the faces melting and all that. In Temple of Doom, you get you know, sacrifices and ripping people's hearts out and, and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, brainwashing people, people drinking, you know, blood. And then in the last crusade, you get, you know, a, a thousand year old, you know, knight uh, watching over, um, watching over this place and, and watching over these, uh, these artifacts and, um, and, and, you know, you get somebody drinking from the wrong, uh, you know, chalice and, uh, again, you know, aging, you know, a hundred plus years in the matter of seconds and all. So you get, and then obviously in, in Crystal Skull, you get aliens. So yes, it, it's gone to weird places before, but I don't know. I just, the time travel aspect for me, it's just not, some, I guess it's just not something I expected. I don't want to say it's the weirdest thing that's been done in the finales of Indiana Jones movies, but it just, I don't know. It just didn't feel super Indiana Jones-ish to me. I don't know. I don't know how to explain that, but um, I don't know that it worked for me all that well. I, I think it honestly would have worked better, even though they would have still time-traveled. I think it would have worked better if they would have just went back to the World War II era um, it was maybe just a little more familiar with the, with the, within, you know, the Indiana Jones world. Uh, but it just threw me off a little bit. I, I don't know. And, and then you, you know, you get, obviously get the finale where Indiana Jones, you know, he wants to stay in, in this time with Archimedes and, 
um, you know, you get the, the character of Helena telling him, um, you know, you can't, you'll, you'll screw up time and all that. And, and she eventually knocks him out and takes him back to their, their current time. But, um, and you do have this little cool scene where, you know, you discover that Archimedes, uh, sort of built the thing that he had to bring them from, um, their time to his time to help them out fighting the Romans and stuff. So, um, the story does tie up pretty well in that, you know, in that regard, it, it you know, it, there, there was a purpose for it. And, and, you know, that's where the dial of quote unquote destiny, that's where that comes from. So that was all fine. I, it's just, um, I, I just don't know that it, uh, you know, I just don't know that it landed for me as well as it, it did for some people. And, and that's okay. You know, I didn't expect, you know, I, this movie for me did not have to be, the best Indiana Jones movie or anything like that. Um, and I think that the character of Indiana did, you know, wrap up pretty well. So that's okay. But I, you know, um, I would have to say for me, this, for, for me in my personal taste, this would come after, uh, in my order of the movies, this would definitely come after crystal skull in terms of how much I enjoyed it. I think that, um, the overall majority of Crystal Skull, I think I enjoyed more than the overall majority of, of Dial of Destiny. And again, I didn't hate Dial of Destiny. I'm not going to be one of these people that, you know, just completely throw this movie in the trash because I didn't like, you know, certain parts of it. There was still very enjoyable parts of this movie. Um, you know, I, I you know, I, I can always appreciate a character getting, you know, an ending to their arc and, um, with, with a character of Indiana Jones that just is so legendary. Um, I'll take any more Indiana Jones movies with Harrison Ford that you give me. And, and so, um, I think that there was a lot of good to take out of this movie as well. Uh, I just, I didn't necessarily love the, the third act of this movie. I felt that maybe they could have had a few better Indiana Jones moments that they could have added to this movie. I would have liked to have seen Indiana Jones maybe, you know, have a couple more, you know, rescue scenes where he had to save the day. But, um, you know, they really wanted to use this movie, um, in a different kind of way. And they, they, they kind of wanted it to be a little different and you can tell. Um, and so, um, that's the way they decided to go with it. So I, I think for that reason, uh, with Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull feeling a little bit more like the classic Indiana Jones, I think I would have to put it ahead of this one. So this one would actually fall dead last in the order for me. But um, again, with the overall quality of, of these movies, and you know there are, there are only five of them, um, I, I, don't, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing to be at the bottom of the list. Um, and, and, you know... I can certainly rewatch this movie down the line and enjoy it uh, just as well. So, um, you know, I don't, I don't want to, you know, if you've listened to me for any amount of time, you know, I'm not big on just uh, trashing on things again, just because there was a few things in them I didn't like. I, I, I'm not into that. I, I always try to find, um, you know, whatever I like in a movie and find worth in that. And, um, you know, more than anything, I'm grateful, uh, 
I'm grateful that in 2023 I got to sit down in a movie theater and watch Indiana Jones on the screen one last time. So, um, you know, enjoyed it from that perspective for sure. All right, we will get to the uh, the the classic Indiana Jones films. Um, we'll we'll get to those um, so again sooner rather than later. So be on the lookout for that. Um, this weekend, uh, look, look for the next episode of Ecto one radio. Uh, we've got that scheduled and on the docket. So, uh, that'll be coming out, uh, this weekend. Um, I'm going to do a review for, uh, Oppenheimer. So, uh, keep a watch for that. I'm also going to do a review for mission impossible. Um, the new one. So, uh, you know, keep an eye out for that one as well. And, uh, we'll keep this rolling. Um, we'll see what else, um, you know, Hollywood has for us by the way uh, you know and I maybe I could make a separate um a separate show for this but boy that Wonka trailer didn't look very good did it <laughs> um I really expected more out of that trailer and and uh, that movie just I don't know it just something about that didn't look it, watching that trailer for Wonka reminded me a lot of seeing the the first trailer for Cats uh, a couple of years ago, um, which I'm not a Cats fan, you know, I, I didn't see the movie or anything, but, um, I've, I've been, you know, I've seen bits and pieces of the, the old, um, uh, Broadway, you know, version that they, uh, made a video out of, like a home video out of VHS tape. I saw some of that back in the day. Not really my thing. I'm not really into the, the musicals, the Broadway musicals. So it was not for me, but it just didn't look very good. And this reminded me a lot of that. Um, you know, there was some uh, questionable acting, I think, in the trailer and some weird CGI choices. Um, but anyway, uh, that's just a, a different topic for a different day there. But, uh, you know, it just made me think of that. All right, guys. Um, thank you for listening. Thank you for joining. If you're listening on, you know, whatever podcast platform you're listening to, please give us a rating, uh, five stars if you would be so inclined. I would appreciate it. Uh, make sure to subscribe to us wherever you're listening, and um, yeah, keep a, keep a watch out for our next episode coming later this week. But this has been Ticket Stubs and Cassette Tapes. I'm Andy, and we'll catch you next time.